The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome back to our introduction to mindfulness meditation. You might want to keep in the back of your mind a very simple definition for meditation. Uh, not that it's the, by any means the final definition of what mindfulness is, but it's a nice uh, kind of reminder of a possibility. And that is that meditation is the continual act of befriending yourself. That ideally there would be a sense of, of kindness or kind regard towards oneself when we meditate. And of course that's not always going to happen, but can there at least be some kind regard, some friendly, even towards that which is difficult, even the difficult feelings we might be having that we're not trying to avoid what's really going on for us. But over and over and over again, we're trying to meet it in a way that is kind or friendly or caring uh, and not dismissive, not disrespectful for ourselves. So with that kind of general introduction <coughs> to mindfulness, um, <coughs> the... Um, uh, one of the important characteristics of mindfulness is uh, what's called recognition or comprehension. So it's not only being aware of what's happening, but having a relaxed, easy capacity to recognize what's happening as it's happening. So um, uh, many times we live in the generalizations of life, generalities of life, and with mindfulness, we're beginning to uh, create more clarity in the mind. So we see a little more the specificity of the moment, what's actually happening moment by moment that would be invisible to us if we're living in the abstract ideas of what's happening. And so an example that I've used before is that of <clears throat> uh, if someone tells you that they're having a bad day, uh, in a certain kind of way, maybe they're having a lot of difficulty and don't want to um, deny that for them, but to, to label it and call it a bad day uh, becomes a little, can too easily become a self-fulfilling prophecy it, in a sense that it becomes the lens through which we see everything then, how we understand ourselves and understand the day, that it's a bad day. <clears throat> but if you... Um, you know, you might be walking with a person in a beautiful park with blue skies and sun and nice kind of day. And, and so certainly it doesn't seem like it's a bad day at that particular moment. But maybe they're having a really hard time at work and something big is going on or who knows what's going on. So it's bothering them a lot. But, <clears throat> uh, but uh, it's not the whole picture. And so to begin kind of uh, uh, breaking up the hold of our big picture view of things and seeing what's happening in the moment. So for example, there's a world of difference between being swept into the, the view, uh, it's a bad day, and seeing everything through that lens 
versus uh, uh, having the mindfulness, the clarity to recognize those are my thoughts that it's a bad day. And to really see this, the clarity, that, oh, those, that's a way of thinking, that's an understanding, that's an that's a interpretation that I've put on top of it. In more detail, I'm feeling afraid. Oh, and that fear is in my belly. There's other thoughts about the future and predictions. There are, um, my breathing has become shallow and tight. And the sky is blue and, and I'm feeling comfortable in, I just had a nice meal and I'm comfortable in my stomach. I was hungry before. And so as mindfulness gets clearer, as we get more able to be in the present moment, then um, there's greater clarity about what's actually happening so that we can see what is a thought, what is a feeling, what is interpretation, uh, what is actually the kind of the details of the moment. And that begins to kind of create a little bit, can create a little more freedom in our experience when we see each thing for itself. I like to think of it as being also very respectful for everything we're aware of. Everything is allowed to be in its, <clears throat> in its own kind of simple way that we can't let each thing be its own thing if we have these generalizations, oh, it's a bad day or whatever it might be, it's a good day. <clears throat> that there's something that's lost in the generalization of, of how we see things. So the same thing's true for ourselves. If we have these generalizations about ourselves and that's how we see ourselves, then we're missing something and we're missing the ability to connect to actually the unfolding of what's really happening moment by moment in all the different ways and aspects of it. So one of the ways that we do this in mindfulness practice is with, with a, a conscious moment, not just to be aware of something, but to recognize it in, a, in the simplest possible way. Not analyzing it or probing into it to find out what it is or the, looking into the causes and effects, causes and conditions, but to really just be and see, oh, that's what it is. That's the experience. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> and kind of like what's obvious about it as opposed to something sophisticated. And so the way that's done in mindfulness practice that some people find very helpful is something called a mental note, a label. And that is to use a thought to help you be present and to recognize what's happening with a with little bit of specificity. It's people who don't use the mental noting will sometimes find notice that their mind all too easily wanders off in thought. And if, you, if, there's a lot of, um, uh, if there's a lot of thinking going on, then it might be nice to, um, in order to kind of maybe kind of redirect the thinking in a way that supports meditation, we use these one-word thoughts. So you're still using the thinking mind, but you're using it to connect to the moment, to be mindful. And so if you're breathing, you might say in as you breathe in, out as you breathe out. If you are hearing a sound, you might say hearing, hearing. If there's a thought, you might say thinking. Sometimes, some people like to repeat the label a few times, thinking, thinking, thinking. And the reason for the repetition is that by the third time, maybe we've managed to find some freedom from it, where we really kind of step back in a sense and really see clearly, oh, that's what's happening. 
as opposed to being in it and entangled in it. And it's an art form to do this mental noting. Not everyone does it. Not everyone finds it useful. Some people discover over time it's useful sometimes and at other times. But it is, it is something that, uh, you know, like anything, we learn. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. At first, it's wobbly and, not so, and kind of awkward. But after a while, it becomes second nature to ride the bike for some people. And so um, after a while, this mental noting can be second nature and can really help us stay on track in the present moment. I've known people who have thought that it's, their mind's too busy if they do mental noting. And then, um, but really if they look at their mind, they see actually they're just drifting kind of effortlessly off in thought in a very habitual way that's comforting even, but they're not really present. And that bringing in the little recognition, the mental note, can make a big difference. So we'll do a little meditation now. And now what I'd like to suggest that you do is when we settle down and start uh, practicing with breathing, that uh, you might want to try use a gentle note, um, a soft little whisper in the mind. Um, it could be in as you breathe in, out as you breathe out. The classic label is rising as the chest or belly rises as you breathe and falling as it falls. So whatever, uh, whatever you find useful and... Um, and then experiment with the tone of voice in which you, you use the mental noting. Uh, uh, let it be kind or relaxed or simple. It's not like a sledgehammer that's kind of, you know, is supposed to hit everything over the head or it's not supposed to be, you know, forceful. And it's also not supposed to be reluctant. Just a matter of fact, oh, that's what's going on. Soft, quiet, relaxed way. Partly the tone of voice that we use is a tone of voice that you, for you, for who you are, is supportive for you to become a little bit calmer, more settled, and to be interested in kind of seeing things in the moment a little bit more clearly. And then if we can add to that, um, if you do find yourself drifting off, drifting off in thought a lot, you might add to this um, just uh, mental note, thinking. Will you clearly acknowledge that you're thinking? There's something about the clear acknowledgement of things that helps us become a little bit freer for them. Maybe the third time you say it, thinking, thinking, thinking. Maybe relax the thinking muscle and then come back and begin again with your breathing. So, so if you could take a posture for meditation that uh, certainly will be comfortable for you for the next 20 minutes, but also a posture that um, uh, maybe expresses a little bit of attentiveness, like you're gonna be attentive to what's happening here now. Taking a little bit of time to settle into that posture, make small adjustments to be a little bit more aligned and balanced. And then to softly close your eyelids. And then very simply 
Become aware of how your body is breathing with no concern about the right or wrong with breathing, just a little connection with your breathing. And then taking a few long, deep in-breaths and out-breaths. And as you breathe in, feel the expansion of the ribcage, <clears throat> the expansion of the torso, the lifting of the shoulders. And as you exhale and everything gathers back together, contracts, feel a settling in. Breathing in deeply and then settling in as you exhale. And then if you can return your breathing to normal. It is useful to scan through your body to see if there's some simple places in your body that you might relax. Perhaps you can relax the muscles of your forehead. Around your eyes, cheeks, even your jaws maybe can soften a bit. And to relax your shoulders. And it can be particularly useful to soften your belly. Letting your belly hang forward and out. Maybe two or three times in the course of meditation, check in with your belly and relax it. Don't worry if it gets tight again, but a few times it's nice to relax it and feel the weight of your body settle a little bit further down into the pelvic cavity. And then within your body, as part of your bodily experience, to become aware of the body breathing. Become aware of now, maybe more subtle expansions and contractions of the rib of the torso as you breathe. or if it's more comfortable for you to feel the air going in and in and out through your nostrils. 
to feel the tingling and warmth and coolness of those sensations. In a way of getting settled into the recognition part of mindfulness to gently, simply recognize how the experience of inhaling is different than the experience of exhaling. Different sensations come into play, different kind of movements. You might take a moment to relax your thinking muscle. Any pressure or tension, energy associated with thinking, maybe behind the forehead, inside the skull, maybe somewhere else. Let that relax and soften a bit. And then relax into the experience of breathing. Perhaps every time you exhale, to let go of your thoughts. And then to start the mental noting, very quietly, softly, calmly use the note in or rising for the inhale and out or falling for the exhale. If there's a loud sound that pulls your attention. You can use the note hearing. And if you really get pulled into the world of thoughts, you might note thinking, thinking, thinking. And then begin again with your breathing.
if thoughts take you away from the breathing. No need to be disturbed by that. The idea is to recognize that that's what's happening. Maybe with a mental note, thinking. And sometimes if it's acknowledged clearly, then it can be easier to begin again with the breathing. you find yourself repeatedly being pulled into the world of thinking, then perhaps with every exhale, relax the thinking muscle. Every exhale, let go of your thoughts and let go into the experience of the body breathing.
And if anything is happening for you now that makes meditation a challenge, maybe sensations of your body, restlessness, emotions, thoughts, take a few moments to recognize it with a mental note. A simple, doesn't have to be too accurate mental note. And, and repeat that note a few times, in a relaxed way, to see if you can feel yourself or discover how to be a little bit stepped back, less entangled with what's happening, to be able to view it as if you have an overview of it, as opposed to being caught in it. And then, for the last minute or so of the sitting, return to your breathing. And if possible, letting your mind become quiet. And give yourself over to the breathing for one minute to feel maybe every breath, like the breath breathing is massaging you from the inside. And then to end this sitting, to take a few long, slow, deep breaths, 
feel connected to your body. Feel the contact with your chair or your cushion, the floor. And then as you hear the spells ending the sitting, you can open your eyes. So one of the things I'm emphasizing today is that basic mindfulness practice includes the recognition of what is happening. But it's always recognizing what's happening as it's happening. And so this is a little bit of the art, the learning curve of mindfulness is to learn what it really means, what it really means to just stay with the present moment experience. One of the things it means is we do very little retroactive thinking or analysis when we're doing mindfulness. We don't, even if it happened three seconds ago, five seconds ago, we don't spend, we try not to spend time thinking about that because then in a sense, you're kind of staying in the past. And uh, uh, you want to be always ready to step up and just feel what it's now, just now. In a little bit, it's very forgiving, the mindfulness, because, for example, if somehow it wasn't going quite right or something five seconds ago, a minute ago, that's ancient history. The practice is just to be ready to meet the next thing and not carry the weight or the burden of what happened or not carry the expectation of the past into the future or not hold on to it if what was happening before was good or nice and try to get back there just to meet the next moment. Oh, this is how it is, to recognize it. The recognition factor is also very important because <clears throat> um, because uh, whatever is happening in the present moment, if you recognize that it's happening, you're doing the mindfulness successfully. <clears throat> and, um, and it kind of means that mindfulness works even when it doesn't work. And what I mean by that is that if you have some idea of what mindfulness might mean, that you can become calm or stay with your breathing, and you're not able to do that, if you can recognize what is happening instead, that's mindfulness. So it still works, even if your idea of what's supposed to be is not what it is. So it's very forgiving, it's very freeing in a sense, just a simple act of recognizing, oh, it's this now, it's this now, oh, like this it is. It takes a while for practitioners to learn how significant it is to keep coming back to this simple act of recognition. There is a kind of freedom to be found in the act of freedom, uh, of recognition. There is a kind of easing up on what's going on. There is a kind of of, um, relaxing or calming of the situation to simply recognize, oh, it's like this. This is what's going on. 
So in terms of breath meditation, I, I like to offer that as the kind of default, if kind, of, kind of the baseline of what we're doing in mindfulness meditation is to kind of practicing and developing mindfulness with breathing. But breathing functions a little bit like, um, a, uh, like this. The analogy is that uh, there can be a very clear river, creek maybe, a stream, a shallow water, a very clear water, where the water is flowing very slowly. And, uh, and um, I came across this analogy when I was in such a situation. And in looking at the water, I couldn't tell that the water was moving. It looked to me like it was standing still. So I took a stick, a little twig, and put it in uh, vertically into the water. And then I saw that then uh, there was a little wake that was formed on the edges of the, of the stick. And I could see actually there was movement in the water. Sometimes it's hard to see the movements of our own mind, to really see what's going on. We might know some of it, but to really see what's going on in some deeper way, it's, we're so sometimes enmeshed in the river of our own life, we don't see sometimes with clarity and what's happening, how much energy there is, how much tension there is, how much feelings there are, all kinds of aspects of it we don't see. But the coming back to the breathing and, let it, and trying to stay with your breathing over time, some continuity with the breathing, is kind of like putting that stick into the stream. You might not be successful at staying with the breathing. Don't worry about it. It's enough that you're trying. And as you're trying, because you're trying, only then you might start seeing, oh, there's this thinking mind is, is very powerful. I had no idea it was that powerful. Uh, I'm easily distractible. I'm really caught up with X, Y, and Z. I didn't realize how much I was concerned with X, Y, and Z. Oh, I didn't realize I have all these emotions that are going, moving through. I didn't realize how tense I'm holding my body. There's all kinds of things that kind of show themselves. And on one hand, you might say, well, it's taking my way, making it possible to stay with my breathing, and therefore I'm not meditating right. For mindfulness meditation, you don't have to stay with your breathing. Uh, the breathing meditation has done its job if it highlights for you what is going on that you hadn't seen clearly before. And then to recognize it. Oh, this is what's going on. And this attitude of, oh, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Oh, it's like this right now. As opposed to, oh no, or oh yes, I want more of that. Just, oh, this is what's going on. This kind of open-handed recognition. It's like this. It uh, can be very, very powerful to do. As a person uh, does this mindfulness practice and includes this recognition factor as part of it, uh, my hope is that over time, the person learns uh, that even a moment of recognition is quite significant. That, um, I, you know, I've seen uh, books and articles about, you know, 10-minute mindfulness, one-minute mindfulness, and it seems like being efficient with mindfulness is the name of the game. And so a little bit I've come back with the idea that yes, there's also one moment mindfulness. And that is that you can um, just take a moment and if you have a clear recognition, oh, that's what's happening. Um, there can, you can find sometimes some freedom in that. Maybe some of you have had the experience of someone, the, langu the, the language is 
they've named something. Let me name what's happening here. And you say, you know, everyone is afraid right now or everyone is excited. And everyone's so afraid or so excited they haven't even noticed. As soon as someone names it, everyone's, oh yes, that's what's happening. So we can do that for ourselves, this act of recognition. So I hope that what you uh, uh, feel from this or pick up from this is that um, this mindfulness practice is very forgiving. It's very broad. It really allows us to be present in a friendly way with all our experience. Because one of the principles of this mindfulness meditation I'm teaching is we're building over these days that we're doing this to a capacity to have a heightened awareness, a useful form of awareness that can be used in all circumstances. That we have a a capacity for clear mindfulness, clear recognition, a settled awareness that is in some ways is strong enough so that when, when we're aware of any part of our human experience, there's a sense of a little bit of freedom, some calm, some space in it, some way of not being distracted or caught by what's happening. And that makes a huge difference in everyday life. If you want to, no, so they say it this way, that, um, that um, as I said earlier, the default that we're trying to do is, or the kind of, for mindfulness meditation, if, is keep coming back to the breathing. And it is nice to also cultivate some continuity with the breathing, to hang in there with the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. Um, not to expect to, not to require it, not to feel like it's wrong if you're not able to do it. But it is useful to kind of make an effort to kind of do that to some degree. And, um, and when it's possible, because the breathing can be, for some people, relaxing, it can be focusing, it can be settling. Um, and a lot of benefit in mindfulness comes, to mindfulness comes, when we're focused, when we're calm, when we're settled. Also, it's just a wise thing to do in life, is to have an ability to calm ourselves down. And, um, and to do it somewhat quickly. And breathing is one of those things. Um, yesterday I taught you the practice of the three-breath journey. I hope some of you have tried it uh, this last 24 hours and have found it useful that just in three breaths it's possible to settle oneself. Um, and I've done it in situations where, social situations, where I kept my eyes open and no one knew I was doing it. But I found that uh, after three breaths that I was so much more attentive and present in a good way than if I hadn't done it. So to the benefits of uh, the combination of this mindfulness and breathing meditation is really great. And what we'll do over these, these next uh, days is we'll keep using breathing as a foundation, but we're always ready to leave it if something else needs to be acknowledged, something, something else needs to be recognized. Um, so um, in that line, it might be because having, you know, do this experientially is often more useful than just listening to someone talk. Uh, I'd like to uh, offer you just a teeny little exercise that uh, that maybe it can show you, some of you at least, a little bit how simple this can be. Perhaps you can just uh, close your eyes the way you are. 
And then discover for yourself the answer to this question. In the present moment, what are you primarily aware of? What's the clearest experience of the moment? And then use a single mental note, a label, to clearly recognize what that is. And you might repeat that mental note a few times as if you're kind of like taking two or three steps back to see objectively, to get an overview to be a little bit, make space around the experience without being too caught up in it or involved or reactive. And then open your eyes. So, I don't know if that was, the idea was to do that shorter than the three breath journey. But this simple act of, oh, this is what's going on. And then to name it, to recognize it there. Over time, our ability to recognize becomes stronger. And one of the consequences of stronger powers of recognition is the everyday experience, moment to moment experience, what's happening in the present becomes clear and clearer. Often the, the mind, when we're kind of, is claustrophobic with thinking. There's a lot of thoughts, a lot of desires, a lot of concerns. They come one after the other. We get involved with them. <clears throat> and they little bit obscure the sharp clarity of the moment. As we relax and mindfulness gets stronger and the powers of recognition become second nature, then it's kind of like we've, I don't know if you've had this experience, but... Hopefully you can, if not this experience, maybe you've had something similar, of waking up in the afternoon from a nice nap and, and everything just has gotten calm, peaceful inside enough, kind of cl- I feel refreshed. And I look at things in the room or I go outside and look at things outside. And the individual things I look at stand out in highlight. There's a clarity to each thing that I see. That, that particular flower, that tree, that sidewalk, and even sometimes the piece of candy wrapping on the sidewalk kind of stands out, not as a problem, but it don't glisten the silver and the colors stand out and highlight as being, wow, look at those colors. There's something about the busy mind, the claustrophobic mind, the reactive mind, that it's hard to really see the beauty or the clarity or the specificity of each thing. As mindfulness gets stronger, it almost becomes synonymous with becoming clear, greater clarity. And, uh, and a lot of that comes from being calm, calmer, but also comes from the ability to begin to stay in the present moment and recognize, oh, this is what's happening, this is what's happening. Look at that, there's that thing and that thing. It's not that conscious, it's not that kind of mechanical like that maybe, but it's more like, wow. It's kind of like 
more like, wow, it is a bit of a miracle that we are aware, that we are conscious. Normally, I think it's fair to say, we're very busy with what we're aware of. It's kind of like thinking. We're very consumed by what we're thinking about. We seldom step back and and are amazed that that we even think to begin with. I mean, it's a, the five billion years of evolution have brought us to this point that we have these kinds of thoughts. We're thinking about having pizza for dinner. Wow, that's an amazing thing, as opposed to be lost in the menu or ideas of what we want. Just the fact that we think, it's kind of a miracle. Even more of a miracle is the fact that we're conscious. And if we can step back <clears throat> and not be too preoccupied what, about what we're conscious about, but know we're conscious, it becomes a kind of a game changer. Wow, we live in an amazing world. Even more amazing is that as we become more mindful, more aware in the present moment, and more appreciating this miracle of being conscious, conscious, that that spaciousness of being aware becomes an open door for wisdom, for a clearer understanding of what's happening, how we respond, what, how we can respond. And it's an open door for some of the deeper uh, uh, beneficial emotions, impulses we have to come to the surface. When we're preoccupied with what's going on, caught up in our thoughts and activities and all that, it's kind of like that those doors are closed. There's no space for something deeper to arise and to be present. And so this idea of being mindful of the present moment, recognizing what's happening in the present, being a little bit calmer can lead to a quality of amazement, to be amazed that we're conscious. So I would like to suggest that uh, <clears throat> we end with a five minute meditation. And um, if you would, you don't have to change your posture if you don't want or take a meditation posture if you'd like. And then gently uh, just close your eyes. And with nothing more you have to do, take a few moments to recognize how you are right now. What's up for you? What's going on? Are you restless? Are you settled? agitated, calm, content, discontent? Is your body more relaxed or is it tense? Do your, does your thinking have the upper hand and your thinking is racing along and you're following your thoughts? Or, or do you have a little bit more space from your thoughts? It could be many things. Just recognize how you are. And 
and see if as you recognize how you are right now, can you be uh, in a few moments very spacious and allowing for it, allowing in the field of awareness. Just let it be the way it is. One of the great mantras for meditation is the words, it's okay. And then in the middle of what's happening, middle of how you are, as if it's at the center of all things, become aware of your breathing. Become aware of the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. And perhaps as you're breathing in and out and the rhythm of breathing, you can almost imagine it's like a wave or a massage that's moving through how you are, what's happening for you. So you're not so focused on what's happening, but you are kind of recognizing it almost as if you're recognizing it with your breathing massaging it, moving through it. So you're bringing these two things together, breathing and recognition of what's happening. And then to make yourself ready to open your eyes again and come out of the meditation. And we'll end it with this little bell. So then in the last five minutes of our time together, say a few things. Uh, Often when people are new to meditation like this, there's a fair number of people who ask questions about sleepiness. 
I get so sleepy when I meditate. Some people are sleep deprived. Some people need to sleep more than they need to meditate. So, you know, sometimes maybe you should go back to bed. But there are other reasons why people get sleepy when they meditate. And so sometimes working with sleepiness and is part of meditation. It's one of the things we can recognize in a mindful meditative way. Oh, I'm sleepy, this is how it is. A few simple things you might do is um, open your eyes. Sometimes eyes that are open, maybe half open, looking down at the 45 degrees to the floor uh, is enough to bring enough alertness. Sitting someplace where there's a little bit bright light also can make it a little more alert. Um, And also sometimes sitting up straighter or even doing standing meditation um, because that has more energy in it and maybe it helps us to stay awake. So there's little practical things you can do. And there's other, th- other things I can say, but for now, that's what I'll say. The second thing I want to suggest is that uh, we're doing this series, you know, in a 24-hour cycle. Every 24 hours we do this for every day. And it's be helpful if you practice some of the things we're doing, I'm teaching, in the intermediate time between uh, uh, and so for uh, continue with a 20-minute meditation. Um, try to do that once between now and the next time we meet. And if you can't, it's okay. But I would encourage you to try and using what we've talked about so far. And, um, um, but also what you might want to do in the next 24 hours is uh, look for a situation in your ordinary life and whatever, whatever you're doing to see if you could uh, use the little recognition practice. Just kind of stop in the middle of what's going on, if you can, if it seems appropriate, and maybe close your eyes, you don't have to, and uh, just notice what's happening in the present moment as it's happening. And then use a mental note to recognize it clearly. Maybe say the mental note a few times, and in saying it in a relaxed way, See if you can begin finding some freedom or space around what's happening, that you're not entangled with it. So run that exercise a few times and see what you learn about yourself, the present moment, but also about the usefulness of this exercise. And finally, um, if um, if you um, so, where we're going here. Tomorrow, I'm going to introduce mindfulness of the body. We'll do two days on mindfulness of the body. And some of you already, I'm sure already are uncomfortable, knees hurt, back hurts, different things go on in your body. And, um, and uh, the, the uh, learning how to be mindful of both the discomforts and the comforts of the body is part of mindfulness meditation. And it's actually a very important part of it. So uh, we'll talk about mindfulness of the body uh, tomorrow and the next day. And um, so um, thank you for being part of this and thank you for listening and, 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 you know, and participating in this. And I look forward to our time tomorrow. Same time, same place for me at least. So may you be well. Thank you.